are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. Devil's Night, fire it up. Fire it up, baby. We should do The Crow. <laughs> Nobody talks about The Crow enough anymore. <laughs> so I had a, speaking of um, of uh, weird things, I uh, I had a dream last night that I was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. Nice, nice. And I, and that, and That's not, an aspiration. That's more <laughs> than just a dream. My, my, my drag name was Shanita Ride Home. That's a good drag name. Yeah. And um, I, I called everyone out on the show because apparently in my dream I went to go use the bathroom and behind the scenes of RuPaul's Drag Race and somebody didn't flush. Did you pee so, your pants? No. Oh. <laughs> so I come back out and they're filming and I'm like, okay, who left a duker in the toilet? And apparently they put that on the episode. I was gonna say, well, I mean, they wouldn't not put it on the episode for sure. <laughs> And then I made it to Snatch Game, and on Snatch Game I was uh, Har- I was uh, Harvey Firestein, and I was acting out a musical version of The Exorcist where I was cast in the role of Reagan in the musical, and okay. my big my big musical number was Your Mother Sucks Cocks in Hell. That's that's a lot of dream that you had. Yeah, so that was my night. <laughs> That's great. That's a, that is um, an impressive amount of dream. I'll tell you that. <laughs> welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs, folks, and welcome to the month of Halloween Eve. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's the end of it's the end of summer, mm-hmm. and it's the beginning of it's the beginning of spooky season. So PSL season. Yeah, it's it, there's a, this is a this is a good transitional, you know. I don't know. Mercury's in retrograde or something. Somebody will correct me. I think everything's in retrograde right now. Yeah, for sure. But we got a fun month lined up. I mean, I know for August we really didn't do too too much. I mean, well, we watched three Amityville movies, but we compiled them into one episode. And, <laughs> and did we did a video on. We looked at Goop way too long. Yeah. Yeah, we spent way too much time looking at Goop on. Which, honestly, what's worse, three Amityville movies or looking at Goop for, like, four hours trying to find stuff to talk about? I'm going to go with Goop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even after Amityville in space, I'm still going to go with Goop as worse. Yeah. I'm going to go, especially that, um, that, that that snail paperclip vibrator that I found. I'm going to go with the Goop. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's saying a lot. <laughs> So we got three episodes for you this month, and in one of those episodes, Courtney's coming back uh, yeah. for it. And we got, uh, I mean, there's one thing you don't even know that I've got planned for <laughs> October yet. Um, and we're do, we're going all over the spectrum for October. We're going three, three different spectrums for October because uh, we're doing three episodes. And one of the episodes, we're going to have special guests, plural, for it. <laughs> 
Okay. So, and then I already know what you chose, which makes me go, my God, I can't believe I spent money on this. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah. and I you know, listen, they, when, when fate delivers us a video catalog for some reason, it had, and I, I still want to know, it has to be something we both bought. It had to have been. So what did we both buy? We both bought so much though. Like, but it couldn't have been like Amazon. It had Reaper. to have been like. It had to be Reeker. Do you think it was Reeker? Either Reeker or beneath or beneath still waters. You think? Speaking of beneath still waters. Good lord. Yeah. Last night I hung up with Brian Yuzna. Did you talk? <laughs> what did you talk to him about? We didn't talk about beneath still waters. Well, I'll tell you that. That's uh, a missed opportunity right there. I'll tell you that. But, but um, I went to the Texas theater. I didn't expect to actually hang out and talk with him. But he was when, having a thing, right? Yeah, it was a it was a double feature of Society and Bride of Reanimator with him there to talk about both films. And then, you know, I got his autograph and everything. But then we wound up for like over an hour at the bar in Texas Theater just shooting the shit and got stories from him, not only about those two films, but the dentist films, uh, Return of the Living Dead 3, um what he wanted to do for a proposed fourth animator film that never happened, which would have been so fucked up. It would have involved uh, North Korea getting infected in the white house. Uh, (laughs) All right, Brian. um, But the, the best thing that I got to talk to him about was he spilled the fucking tea on working with Disney for honey. I shrunk the kid. And I was just like, I gotta know. And he described working with Disney as um, trying to work in a swimming pool full of sharks and you're wearing no clothes and you're bleeding. Okay. So I was like, that's quite a description. And he's like, yeah, he said, there's a reason why I never worked with another major studio ever again. And it's because of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun talking with him and, awesome. and stuff. So I was just like, nah, I've met Brian fucking Yesna. And yeah. what was great what is did you I get asked, signed? did you get society signed? I got society signed. Okay. And I, even, I asked him, I was like, so I need to know is screaming mad George as insane as we think he is. And he said, let me say this. He said, he's not as insane as you think he is, but at the same time, he's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that sounds about right. Like he, he's not as insane as the, as the legend has it, but mm-hmm. trust me, he's he's nuts. He, oh, he's crazy. And, and he spilled the tea on Mickey Rooney with Silent Night Deadly Night Five. Oh no! Yes, because I I had to know because because he, when I brought up the initiation, he was just like, "Wow, someone actually watched this one." Like, oh <laughs> so, man, Brian, you would be like, shocked oh. at what what we watched. <laughs> I was like, God, I own all the movies. I said, but I have to know. I said, I know you didn't direct it, but you wrote it. How the hell did you get Mickey Rooney involved after what he did? Yeah. And he said, oh, he said, this is great. He said, basically, Mickey Rooney was told by his agent, if he didn't do this movie, he would lose his benefits. Oh, his SAG benefits? Yeah, because it was at the cusp of expiring and this sure. was the only movie offer he was getting oh, no shit. no other studios <laughs> wanted to work with him and 
basically, I mean, he wanted, like, he was like, no, if I'm going to go back to the movies, I want a prestigious movie, blah, blah, blah. And his agent's like, no one's going to hire you. <laughs> so he had no other choice but to take this movie. He said the entire time on the set, he was cold. He was absolutely cold. He did his job, but you could tell he did not want to be there. He was so disgusted that he was involved with a movie like this. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, it, it, it shows on film. It shows oh yeah. that he did not want to be there. But uh, yeah, that, that, that actually I think was my favorite story was we told me about you know, the whole thing with Mickey Rooney. It tracks so. though. I mean, that absolutely tracks like after everything that happened with Rooney to, you know, if you want it, you got to work like mm-hmm. you take what you can get. And we see that a lot, you know, uh, we saw it a lot with like Nick Cage we, back when back before he was, you know, now what he's since re-become mm-hmm. like, you know, you've got to you, you take what you can so that you mm-hmm. can keep your benefits so that you can keep your, you know, your SAG, your, your, your SAG membership going. And so, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. I'm- I'm convinced that's what Ann Miller did to agree to do Mulholland Drive with uh, <laughs> with with um, da- David Lynch because that's the only reason I could think of that Ann Miller would agree to do something like Mulholland Drive. <laughs> and I watched uh, I watched the stuff the other day for the first time in like 20 years, oh, 25 nice. years. Oh, it's so good. I'm trying to go back now. It's like we said, it's spooky season. It's, I, mean, I watch horror movies and I know you do too. Cause we, we both press play on a lot of weird shit at the same time just to see what it is. But I'm trying <laughs> to go back and watch a few more things that have a little more substance in terms of like movies that I haven't watched in a while or something like that. And I was like, Oh, the stuff. And I, st- I was like, Oh God, this is great. Like this is more people should talk about the stuff. The fact that the stuff doesn't have, and I know that somewhere, maybe shout factory had like a, like a can or the the package of the stuff that you could buy but the fact that that stuff just isn't in every spirit halloween is a damn travesty like i can't go get some stuff i love michael moriarty in that movie because oh my god he's he's just like i'm here baby well it's not even that it's just the epitome of southern lawyer that doesn't like everything that he does he is so it it, it's an it's an acting choice it's not Mm -hmm. like it's not bleed through because he does it, but like every scene he's in, like he plays it so well, like he just doesn't care. Like, you know, I might just be a small town Southern lawyer, but um, you know, you you marketed this stuff to millions and millions of people. And now they're all dead. It's just like, (laughs) the whole thing is political espionage wrapped in the thing. Um, it's great. It's it, more people. Anybody who has, hasn't watched the stuff, and we're not covering the stuff because it's too big. It's too, yeah. it's too popular. But if you haven't watched the stuff, it is a wild movie. Not because of the content, but because of the story that they're telling. It's crazy. You got SNL's Garrett Morris as not uh-huh. famous, as not famous Amos, famous Amos. Uh, what was his name? Something Cookie. Uh, God, I just watched it too. But his hands. <laughs> For some reason, his character choice is his hands are lethal weapons. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and they end up – it's like Aaron Brockovich with 
V. It's like if V was Aaron Brockovich, <laughs> that's what this movie is. My favorite scene is the exchange that the kid and Michael Moriarty has in the car when he runs when the yes. kid runs away from his family after eating the shaving cream and he vomits in the car. Yeah. And he's like, I just vomited. Michael Moriarty's like, Oh, it's okay. You know, at every, at one point in our life we've all had to eat shaving cream and yeah. vomit in the car. I <laughs> That's great. Line. Fantastic. And there's so many of those type of lines in there. And there's so much weird, like, reminds me of Can't Stop the Music, um, like, music and videos and, and like, advertising that they're filming. and With, with, with Claire Peller. Yeah, like, just weird <laughs> shit happening all the time, like, over Claire, the top. Let's just throw Claire Peller and Abe Vigoda into this mix doing a commercial <laughs> Paul Sorvino as the military as leader the milita- as the mil- uh, as the militia leader yes oh my god it's so great it's 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 a great movie it I know we I wasn't going to talk about the stuff but it is it's a great movie oh, it is a, it is part yeah. yeah oh I yeah, yeah I, but we're not here to talk about the stuff we're no, here to we're, talk about Rocktober September, <laughs> Rock Timber. We're we're here to. Um, I think this is our first movie we've ever done that officially has the word fist in it. <laughs> well, um, we aren't stopping here, buddy. We're gonna take a ball. I am so excited for this movie. <laughs> um. So I I came up with the programming on my end for this month. <laughs> And it's like I said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this with with Courtney. I'm excited then, for what we're doing with, with with what you're doing. I'm very excited for it. Let me be well, clear. <laughs> what, what kills me is it's like I said, yeah, we're gonna do this with Courtney. And then since you've never seen this movie, we're gonna do this movie. And then you come at me and go, yeah, well, we're gonna do the live action film version of the anime Fist of the North Star. And I'm like, <laughs> well, just trump me, why don't I, you? It I happens. Mean, it doesn't happen often. But sometimes I, I I get to bring the hammer down. I get to fist your and, North Star. It's, a, <laughs> it's one of those days. And you did for the month of September. The minute you said fist of the North Star, I was like, fuck yeah. As soon uh, as as soon as that, I forget where it came from. I forget how I heard it. But it had been, God, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years since I thought of the movie, the, the live action fist of the North Star movie. And as soon as it hit my ears, I just did that stare off into the middle distance with my head tilted up and to the left, like, uh, okay, yeah, we're doing that movie. And it didn't dawn on me until I was doing my research on the movie, Roy, that this is either the sixth or the seventh movie that we've done now that is going to have Clint Howard in it. Yeah, I well, because it's Clint Howard, but this is, we got we got we got we got to let it know that this is the first film that uh, we are doing that has downtown Julie Brown in it. Um, yeah. I, I mean, this cast, this cast is bonkers. We've got, you know, we got her, we've got... Um, Malcolm yeah, McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. We've got Melvin Van Peebles. Yep. Uh, we we got, sure do. We've got Chris Penn. Um, we've got a genre actor, Gary Daniels. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we do. Did all sorts of bullshit in the 90s. Uh, he <laughs> named his child after his character in this movie. Yes. He named his child 
<laughs> after the Fist of the North Star. That's what this direct-to-video movie did. By the way, this never got a theatrical release. No, this was a five million dollar direct to video that mm-hmm. stars downtown Julie Brown, Clint Howard, Malcolm McDowell, a professional wrestler, big bad, big bad. Uh, or, or I think he later went on to be Vader. I can't remember what his first yeah, name. It's a Va- right? I know him as Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gary Daniels is in it. Like you said, um, Mark, we got, we Melvin got Hostess Mandalore from the Saw movies in this. Yeah. The guy who played Mark Hoffman and Saw. It's so weird. It's it's so in a in a live action version of an anime mm-hmm. from ten years earlier that was later then dubbed by the same people who did the anime and then released in Japan, where it was actually a lot bigger than it ever did in the United States. But that being said, I am on the absolute lookout. It was only ever released on VHS and DVD, um, and I am and it's only available on. Um, Internet archive, I think, or YouTube. I can't remember which. But, we found uh, it on YouTube, yeah. But uh, we are. I am on the lookout for a physical copy of this, like nobody's business. It was like I remember there was like this one, and then I also remember the live action version of the Giver with Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, there was a period of time where. <laughs> That's right, Nibbler. That's there was right, a period... Nibbler. <laughs> Nibbler remembers too, um, where there was a lot of. Um, a lot of like this is the same period of time because this was released in what 95 95 96 yeah. like it was, it was released in Japan in 95 and then we got it in 96 and yeah, yeah like you said it went straight to VHS there is there is a lot of um there were a lot of like um live action remakes of shit happening because mm-hmm. people thought they could do it now <laughs> yeah and uh they couldn't let me be clear they still can't um there still has wait has there been a live action anime or or video or or video game but a live action one that actually has done something now not really no i mean um i mean i mean i mean i know that silent hill has a cult following and of course you know um house of the dead has its cult following um (laughs) we're part of that yeah, We're part of that cult following. Uh, but I think the only, well, I, I guess Sonic would be considered live action. Yeah, and, and like Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Um, and um, I guess the One Piece show on Netflix is pretty good. I, I haven't um, watched it yet, but I've heard it yet either. I heard it's um, good. I personally really, really, so I personally really like the Resident Evil movies in general, like mm-hmm. the the crazy, um, the crazy, what's her name? God damn it. Ultraviolet. What's her name? The actress. Uh, oh, uh, Mia Hovavich. Thank you. Um, but the latest one they released, I really like. I own it on 4K. The Welcome to Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. I very much like that movie. Um, there are some out there, but this is a time period where they were not, they were hit, they were missing every shot they took on something yeah. like this. And if memory serves, and I have watched some clips since then to re- re-familiarize myself this would fit like real. This is canon quality. Like this is Masters of the Universe quality. If I remember, it very much had the feel of a canon yes. film, and it was not released by canon. It no, was this. It was. Uh, it was like some movie, some distro company. Um, First Look Studios. Yes. First Look name. Studios. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, it's 
it's apocalypse it's if you're not familiar with fist of the north star um it's it it's a post-apocalypse it's a lone warrior it's you know and a, another movie that we should do um six string samurai at some point but it's very much in that kind of vein of things so i'm very excited to and the do thing white is, men is... doing anime <laughs> The director behind this, he actually directed a couple of films that I like. Um, in fact, we covered one of the films that he directed on this show. Uh, Tony Randall is the director. Uh, okay. He did he did Ticks. Oh, well, I mean, that's how you get Clint Howard. Yes. <laughs> uh, he did Ticks. He also did Hellbound, Hellraiser 2, which I think really? is a sequel. Yeah. What? Um, he he also, did Hellraiser 2? He did Hellraiser 2, right. and he, he didn't direct, but he wrote the story for the bunkers Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. Yeah. Uh, and he's also responsible for Amityville 1992, It's About Time. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, so I mean, he's got some renown. He pulled some names. Yeah. He pulled Cat People. He pulled uh, Mario Bay Peoples. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Sorry, I'm, I now only refer to Malcolm McDowell's Cat People. That's it. I watched it like four nights ago, and I refuse to call him anything else. That movie's wild. The horniest, horniest movie that you'll ever see. He also worked on um, Jim Wernowski's uh, Shark Angelus. Shark, shark, God, I, God, this is hard to say. Shark and Saw Women's oh. Prison Massacre with Tracy Lord did, and Dominic Swain. Did he? Yeah. Wow. That's uh, a... Yeah. That's an undersung exploitation movie. Seriously, it is. If you haven't seen it, like it is, it is up there. It is. That is uh, Andy. <laughs> that is Andy uh, Sedaris level uh, exploitation. So good for him. Good for him. Uh, all right. Are we ready to yeah. fist this North Star? I was ready for the last 10 years of my life. I didn't know it. So let's go. All righty. We will be right back after we are done watching Fist of the North Star. You mean to kill me. Welcome to the future. In a time beyond tomorrow. A new order has begun. Innocence has no chance. And only the North Star can bring back the peace. Fist of the North Star! Seekers, are you looking for cinema that is 
absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box. We'll look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky! I'm gonna make it here. We'll see what happens. Um, I mean, we did have to watch this movie. <laughs> yes. So. But before before we uh, begin with our discussion about this, uh, I put in uh, quotes movie. Um, it's you know there there is a passing of an era for us. The Coca Cola Zero Sugar oh, Ultimate yeah. Edition <laughs> is going away, and it's being replaced now by. Coca-Cola Y3000. Yeah. Bisexual Coke. Yes. Which so, I'm, I'm, all, I'm here for. I'm here well, for that. Well, I will let you know I tried it. And I hate it. Um, it's supposed to be tutti-frutti flavor. But get just a little background. For those who don't know, this is the first beverage designed by AI. <laughs> the Coca-Cola company fed into chat AI to give them a variant on what they think Coca-Cola would taste like in the year 3000. And chat AI spat out what's now in the cans and the bottles. That's great. So That's I great. We should always trust. There's two things we should trust uh, chat GPT with. It's what our Coke's going to taste like in 3000 <laughs> years. And also apparently um, the Texas, um, what the um, what do they do at uh, Six Flags? The oh, whatever with, with, with the foods? No, with the with the scary with the Halloween. What do they call theirs? Oh, with uh, Fright Fest. Yeah, because their commercials for Fright Fest are um, very AI, AI generated. Yeah, very. They AI are very AI, AI generated, and I'm yeah. like, come on. Yeah, this year they're using the AI app for their commercial, and I'm just like, really? Come on, guys. Ugh. Anywho. Well, even Duran Duran for their music video for uh, uh, for Das Macabre is AI. It's an AI-generated music video. And I'm like, look what you started, Secret Invasion. <laughs> right. Look what you started. And TikTok. With your because because the, the 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 Texas whatever it is the um the Six Flags thing that is the exact same transition AI transitions that TikTok uses for a bunch of their stuff. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, did you just make TikToks of different things and string them together into a into a commercial for Six oh. Flags Horror Nights, whatever they call it? Most likely they probably did. That's what they did. Yeah. That's gross and weird. I don't like it. So and, uh, and I don't it, I don't like that Coke did it either. <laughs> or Pepsi. Sorry, Coke. And and just to let uh, everybody listening, uh, if my voice cracks a little bit, no, I'm not going through pu- puberty. 
uh, we opened up our haunted house this year, Dark Hour, that I'm working at. And, um, you know, when you've got two nights in a row going, <laughs> in, in everybody's face, you're going to pay for it. So, yeah. So I I just bought thing. Tina Marie on vinyl and been screaming the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there there was definitely a core another core public swimming pool um, memory unlocked with that album. With so the now Tina I've Marie got, album. Yeah, because what's the one song I just listened to? It, I can't remember the name. It's on Star Child. Um, Biz? No, no, it was the big hit like in the late '80s, early '90s. The big oh, hit. Lover Girl. Yes, thank you. So that song, Oh Sherry, Sherry by Steve Perry, and the um and the song Peter Satira's uh Night and Shine, the I'll Be Your Night that Fights for Your Honor song. Those oh, are three yes. songs that I would that I would hear at the Lebanon Swim Club, our public swimming pool, over and over again on Z ninety three, which was the 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 pop radio station, and they are just locked into my brain. Like I hear one of those songs and I smell chlorine. It's like instant. <laughs> so I bought that album today at the thrift store, and I swear to you, I like put it on immediately, and I was just screaming the lyrics at cats in my house. <laughs> great, great. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it I, wasn't I, great. Just to the North Star. <laughs> yeah. God. So, so before we get to that awfulness, just r- real quick back to the Coke. Uh, oh, sure. Let's and, let's talk about the Coke. Yeah. So, again, AI. Oh, God, I sound like I'm going yeah, to. Peter Brady it. over here. Yeah. Hey. Uh, AI generated that it was supposed to be like a tutti frutti mango-ish type of flavor. Um, I've heard some people say it tastes like durian. Okay. Uh, I've had. That's I've strong. heard. Yeah, I've heard some people say that it tastes like the musky, uh, the, the, the 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 awful musky aftertaste that one could sometimes get from mango. Okay. Chris got onions. <laughs> and I got Lay's barbecue potato chips. Have you Have you tried the new? Uh... Pepsi jerk chicken, apparently. No, I'm not. No, not yet. <laughs> That's what sounds like what you're describing, Roy. It's just like jerk yeah. chicken I, Pepsi. It's like, it's like I'm drinking the Coke Y3000. I'm like, why am I tasting Lay's potato chips, the barbecue flavor? And I'm like, this is not. It's like, is this designed by Jones Cola? Is these like those Jones Cola packs yeah. that come out every holiday? And yeah, this yeah is, I'm this not. This is the fan. stuff. This is the stuff they're they're stuffing you right now. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna get stuffed, um, and, and everybody's gonna love it, and you're gonna be like, "What is going on?" And then you know, people are gonna, you know, black market for the stuff's gonna erupt. It's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Now on the flip side, the um, the mystery flavor for Fanta this year that they're doing for Halloween, because you know how Fanta and um, Mountain Dew will always do a mystery flavor every Halloween. I haven't tried the Mountain Dew one yet. But sure. I did try the Phantom one, and it's a great flavor, actually. It's it's Huckleberry, and I love oh, Huckleberry. Okay. So I was like, okay, good. This is a good flavor. The only drawback with the Fanta Halloween mystery flavor is the cola is black. Yes. Like, yes. black. Yes. So we're talking the Burger King A1 steak sauce <laughs> bun black. So so Spider Verse Black. Yes. So so when you go take a shit 
you're shitting out Swamp Thing out of your ass, basically. Good. Good. You should know. You should have to. You should have to acknowledge that you drank Fanta. <laughs> All right. You should have to own the fact that you just drank that, and this is the best possible way to do yeah. that. Your 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 bowel movement becomes Slimer and the real Ghostbusters at that point. <laughs> so. And, and speaking of things that are on, like disgusting on that level, let's now talk about Fist of the North Star. Let's talk about it. I have a lot of thoughts on this movie. A lot of uh, thoughts that might surprise you. Uh, I have one thought. And that, <laughs> that, that whole thought was the entire course of the movie going, when is this over? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I understand that thought. See, I, also, first... oh, I actually have another thought. I'm sorry. Well, what's that thought? Why is the musical score assaulting us? <laughs> yeah, it is. Do, 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 do I need to, like, um, call uh, CPS on the musical score? <laughs> you know, I, it's, it was very borderline rapey, the musical score. Not only just in, like, some of the scenes, especially with some of the scenes with Penn and oh the princess. God. Oh, uh, my God. well, pin in everybody, pin in yeah, the little pin, girl, pin in the pin princess, pin in just you name it. I mean, not only was the musical score already taking it already uncomfortable moments and making it uncomfortable, but it seemed like that if the musical score became a sentient being, it would be one of those sentient beings in a Chuck Tingle book that wants to <laughs> pound your ass. Yeah, the the. The musical score was taking liberties with me that I didn't give consent to. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So my thought is this. The next time that we get a Dragon Ball Z <laughs> or an Avatar, The Last Airbender, or any of these anime, these, these movies that are made out of anime, and the, and the, the basement-dwelling complaint is that it's not true to the um, – to the original source material. I'm going to point people to this movie yeah. because this movie is, and it here's the thing. Anime does not translate well into live action shot for shot. Just Un- doesn't. Unless you're one piece. Unless you're one piece. Apparently. <clears throat> yeah. You can be true to one piece. You cannot be true to fist of the North star or yeah. Or cowboy bebop or uh, uh, you. I think we had that discussion. I didn't hate it. Cowboy Bebop, I did not hate, and I er, and I love Cowboy Bebop. I have mm-hmm. a Cowboy Bebop tattoo. I think it's great, and I think John Cho did a decent job as Spike Spiegel. I think everything was okay. It wasn't great. No, I'm not hanging my hat on it, but I enjoyed watching but it's been, it. But it it was a lot better than what we've had in the past. Example, it wasn't Fist of the North Star, Death Note, which was god awful. Um, that yeah. let me down because when I heard Willem Dafoe was in it, yes, I was like, "Oh, this right? is going to be great." And I'm like, "What is this shit?" Right. It was a it, it, yes. This movie was holy shit. I don't even know like like the, I don't know what they invested, what kind of smoke machine they had, but John Carpenter <laughs> should have got it for the fog and it would have worked. Like that's the thing that John Carpenter hated the most about the fog was that he couldn't get the fog right in his fog movie. This mm. one had all the fog. Every scene was fog, 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 fog. Just every scene. And I kept asking myself, am I watching Cyborg? <laughs> over and over again. Like, am I, is, is this Cyborg? No, it, it wasn't. Cause Cyborg was while in itself awful. 
enjoyably awful. This I was, was not say, bad. It's, 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 it's so bad, it's good. Yes. But this one, though, was so bad, it's bad. I Downtown Julie Brown, when it, when it comes to stunt casting in this movie, I don't know which one was the most offensive for me. Downtown Julie Brown trying to act tough or cinematic legend Melvin Van Peebles I just there because they needed a name. See, I would argue that equally as offensive as Malcolm McDowell in this movie. Okay. Oh, Malcolm <laughs> McDowell knew what he was doing. Oh, he was well, like, I mean, okay, he... He's, he was just like, okay, I just need to be here for a couple of voiceovers and sit in a robe. Yeah, I need to sure. Float a I got I got a pull payment to make sure. Okay, yeah, I, I got I, yeah. I need to float a bit, do a couple of voiceovers. Um, the, the and also <laughs> it was like Jeremy, it was like Jeremy Irons with the Pirates of the. With oh the, my Dungeons god, it's like Jeremy Dragons. Irons with anything Jeremy Irons has done yeah. in the last you know twenty years. Um, no, like the entire the the two leads in this movie, and I know them from other things. Right, you know them from other things. Yeah, they're they, those they, they're those people who are like I know the face, I just don't know your name offhand. Yeah, but they both just look like like central casting for Nip Tuck. Yes. They both were just like, what are we doing, gentlemen? Well, oh my I, god, they didn't look anything like their animated counterparts whatsoever. It's just like, okay, well, just put the the punch scars on his chest. Oh and, my god, can we can we talk? First of all. What was the movie? I, and I'm asking you this legitimately because it occurred to me that I cannot remember the name of this movie. Um, what was the name of the movie where it was the comedy kung fu movie comedy parody where he's nunchucks, hamsters as nunchucks? Oh yes, uh, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Yes, this was this was the martial arts serious martial arts equivalent of Kung Pao way of the. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it and I'm like, this is that. Also, um, what are we talking about? Can we talk about the um, the kung fu styles in the movie? Because well, I feel I like mean, we need to. Yeah, we need to. I mean, I will say the minute I realized, oh God, we're in trouble, was when we got to see our first fight with our protagonist. Yes. And he punches yeah. the one guy and he turns around and he's got anime face. Well, and that's and, the thing. It's like that stuff was taken straight out of the anime, but it doesn't yeah, work on it camera. Work. It doesn't work on camera because you can see all the fucking rubber. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my first thought after that fight was, oh, he got that Eric Stoltz mask kung fu. He's just going to make people into <laughs> John Eric. <laughs> it's awful. All right. Don't at me. But that's exactly what I thought. Oh, God damn it, then, this movie. And, and then I, I love that one of the things that I texted you about with this film while watching was, oh my God, I forgot Rufio's in this movie. Oh yeah. If Rufio <laughs> can't save this movie, if if Rufio is worse than downtown Julie Brown in a movie, get out of the movie. You're done. There's no movie. Stop yes. the movie. <laughs> Full stop. God. <laughs> so bad i don't i don't know oh you know what this movie also reminded me mm. that we we were at some point in our in our in our distant past roy you and i we were supposed to worry about acid rain oh yeah <laughs> i no, have a quicksand 
and acid rain are the yes. things that we were supposed to worry about. And Look out we... for acid rain. We're gonna it's gonna melt the skin off our bones, and we need Bactine. <laughs> right. Unless you're the protagonist of the movie, who can just walk oh around. Oh my god, the rain! It's not bothering him. <laughs> Also, the other guy had what I call Capri Sun style kung fu. He's gonna put you in there. He's gonna. He's like he's piercing one of those kung fu or one of those Capri Suns and just stuff squirts out the top to the straw. That's all he did. Mm-hmm. Our our bad our bad boy our Southern Cross Nazi. <laughs> just sticking his hands. Oh, we're just gonna stick our hands in people now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then don't forget the the flame punch. <laughs> the what? The flame punch. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But and also, um, I find it very offensive that the only Asian person in this film was basically a glorified Princess Peach pre-animated Super Mario Brothers movie. This is the damsel in distress Princess Peach. Rufio was in the movie. The mayor was Asian and he was an asshole mm-hmm. and then you had Princess Peach in an yes. anime. She in was the anime. only yeah, I mean I because mean, Rufio and the mayor, they were you know subsequent characters. She was a main character and everyone around her in her life were lighter than khaki. Yes. Yeah. And they I guess are supposed to be Asian esque also. I don't know. There's really no explanation given as to why I mean, there's a, there's no explanation given to a lot of why in this movie yeah um but do you know uh, what do you know what offended me in this movie everything that this line actually appears in the movie it ain't easy being sleazy is a yes. line in this movie that offends me that that is a line in this film they gave him they gave Penn so many awful one-liners Oh yeah, I mean let's let's talk about Chris Penn oh, in this God. thing. And his uh, exploding head that's being held yes. on by like by, a by electric tape. Gear. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the electric t- yeah, because it's good to know in the future that if you get punched by the fist of the North Star, where it's going to cause your head to blow up. Yes, you know it's it's good to know that using electrical tape is going to help prevent the head from blowing up. Yeah, just wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. Yeah. Wrap your head in electrical tape. That'll do it. I almost had to call Bobby Blakey and be like, um, can you teach me this this style of kung fu? Because I really <laughs> want to know. I really want to hit somebody 30 times lightly and then have their head explode. That's what I want to have happen. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. In deference to the this movie and to our love of 80s and 90s horror movies, this movie did have some decent bladder effects in it. Yeah, oh, it was having fun with the bladder effects. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just it was like there can't be enough bladder effects in this. <laughs> they were film. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Somebody, Phil Tippett and Sabini were watching this movie like. How did they get so many bladder effects into this movie? <laughs> it's like uh, never ending, never ending bladder effects in this film. Also, I want to point out that this film wasted 
character actors Tracy Walter yes. and Clint Black. It totally wasted them. Um, we also got... Um, God, what else we got? Vader. I mean, as Goliath. Oh, this, this this movie. So there is a period of time in movies pre Batista, The Rock. The Rock was got caught up in it a little bit early, but it happened in They Live. It happened in this movie. It happened in everything Hogan ever did. It happened with Zeus. This is the age of if you're going to have a wrestler in your movie, that wrestler has to do wrestler shit. Yeah, like they can't just act. They've got to, like, no matter what the setting, they've got to do, like, their finishing wrestling move and say their wrestler name, or <laughs> they can't be in a movie. And Vader did that in yes. this movie. Can you imagine if uh, Sino Evil, the, the the guy, whoever Kane is, was like, I'm Kane, and then did a big leg drop on somebody in that movie? <laughs> oh, my God. And then we also had, oh, God, what's his face from Renegade? Um... Oh no, that's oh. the other film we're talking about. Never mind. We'll talk yeah, about no. that. That's the better. <laughs> I'm getting God. I'm already jumping to the better film. <laughs> yeah, um, we want to talk about that movie, not this uh, one. But um, God, I mean, who else was in this movie? I mean, um, there were we, a lot of people. There, uh, well, Clint yeah. Howard was in this movie as an engineer, basically. Yeah, a Nazi engineer. A Nazi engineer. And... They let Clint off the chain. There is a scene where they raid this town. <laughs> So there is a guy who I swear it's not him, okay? But I swear it's it's uh it's Mikey from um or it's Mike from um Breaking Bad, the private detective uh security guard guy. Uh-huh. He's in this movie doing whippets, though it's not him. <laughs> and then Clint Howard on the on a back of a motorcycle with a Ruger, like just allowing him to go full Nick Cage Clint Howard. For yes. like five, an uncomfortable amount of time. Uh, just just like five, ten minutes of him just Clint Howarding all over the place. <laughs> oh my god, this movie was a nightmare. And it was also uncomfortably... F- okay, how, how can I word this? It was uncomfortably forced homoeroticism oh, yeah. going on. Oh yeah. Uh, between the 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 fist of the north star himself uh kashiro and lord shin lord shin wanted to fuck everything in this movie i no matter what came in his presence it's like can i stick it in you i can't okay then i'm going to make you pop yeah yeah i'm then i'm gonna i'm gonna stick my fingers in you that's what's going to happen like like that's what this movie was like so gross this movie is so gross oh my god there's a major plot point in this movie that they don't reveal until well into the third act um that i will tell you absolutely involves a nutsack um 100 a nutsack full of magic beans (laughs) that they never explain no all they say is these beans are our future and then we see like a bean gets stuck in a crack with absolutely no fucking way to germate to uh, properly. There's no <laughs> soil, no water, no nothing. But it just gets lodged just right into the little crack. It's like that tree that grows in Brooklyn. <laughs> 
And all of a sudden, it's like a scene out of Wally. It just pops out of the ground, and he's and he's that, like, "She's alive. She's alive." And Kinshiro's like, "I can fight for her honor." There we go. Uh, glory of love. There we go. Yep, yep. That we're back to Peter Satira again. I should have played Peter Satira. It would have made it a better movie. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, uh, so can you recommend this movie at all? I, I told you what I'm gonna when I'm going to recommend this movie. Is when somebody's like, well, I didn't like Mortal Kombat because it wasn't as true to the the lore of Mortal Kombat. And I'm going to be like, okay, cool. Here's a movie that you now have to watch because you voiced that opinion. And then we're going to talk about what happens when you're true to the lore of something. <laughs> That's the only people I will I will suggest watch this film. And by suggest, I mean force to watch this film. <laughs> Just like I force people. It's the opposite of, of, of Wishcraft. Like, I force people to watch that movie because it's great. I will force people to watch this movie because it's bad. <laughs> there are no good 90s horror movies. Oh, really? Have you watched Witch, Wishcraft? Have you watched The Hazing? No? <laughs> All right. Strap in, pal, because you got a big bull penis coming your way. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only way. I'll, I'll suggest this film. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I uh, this anime deserves so much better than what it got. Uh, got uh, they should have Ram K in this. <clears throat> because the anime it's based on is actually damn good. Oh, it's great. It Fist yeah. of the North Star is fantastic. And yeah, this... this <laughs> the best way I can describe the live-action Fist of the North Star is imagine watching the anime version of Fist of the North Star. And then Walmart decides to make a knockoff video version of it to put on their shelf. A, a great brands or whatever they have. Good. Yeah. Eats, whatever yeah. they're doing. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. And yeah. they, they get they, they get a couple of faces in there that you that you may know and recognize just a smattering here and there for flavor. And that flavor is just salt. Nothing it's, else. It's amazing to me that we had two movies this month that absolutely could have been canon films. One <laughs> of them should have been. Oh, and yeah. And one of them shouldn't. But they both could have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the one that should not have been a canon film, but it definitely could have been a canon film. I mean, it's pretty bad when a movie makes a canon film like Alan Quartermain in The Lost City of Gold look better in quality yeah <laughs> comparatively yeah yes. god no i don't want anybody to watch this unless they're being an asshole then i want them to watch this that's <laughs> that's it and speaking of potential of of movies that we may regret watching what uh, did you pick for us to yeah watch baby halloween uh so mr farmer that uh, little backstory little backstory Roy and I did something, and I don't know what we did. I don't know what we did to to deserve, um, or you know, take that how you will. I don't know what we did to deserve this. Whether you take that as a good or bad thing, so do we. But we got the movie and TV show catalog, um, oldies.com's movie and TV show catalog from something we both bought together. I like something for this show. It had to have been, um, and it is an old school movie catalog full of shit, just yeah. so much stuff. And some of it's really, really good. 
like some of its banger but we they, and they have pull they have pullouts for some of their movies there's a pullout on one of the pages for a movie called dick shark yes and roy and i bought it immediately like within 24 hours of seeing the pullout we bought dick shark because <laughs> we are broken human beings that's how um, bro- i mean we bought pre-mutos knowing how bad of a film it was well we bought this one sight unseen yeah um, just, just on title we- alone and the art and the artwork on the cover yes. of a woman going down on a a flesh tone dildo shark yes. dildo shark yes and, and then it's we so watched... obvious it's fake, too, because you see the plastic molding line on yes. the side of the oh, shark. Oh, it's great. And then we watch the trailer. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> and the trailer okay. is two things. It's very funny. Like, I laughed in the trailer like three times. It's also very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> it, and the trailer has no indication that it's about what the plot says it is. Yes. No. No. So we're going to watch Dick Shark. For Halloween this year. Thank you. You're welcome to everyone, <laughs> including Roy. We're probably going to regret this, but oh, yeah. we're going to regret it so hard. We might regret this more than anything else we've watched. <laughs> There's a, this is Schrodinger's movie. Who knows what we're getting <laughs> into. Well, yeah. I mean, I was taking a look at some of the other movies that this guy has directed and he's got a thing for, for Jesus and rape. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's terrifying. I actually had a friend tell me that uh, he was at Texas Frightmare Weekend uh, this past year. Oh, really? And, yeah. And said that there were titles on his table that made him uncomfortable to approach the table uh, to, to make a purchase or even talk with the man. He said, and even the man just had this look on his face like he, he lives in a bait shack. Somewhere in the Louisiana bias. Very good. I'm very excited for this. Oh, I also wanted to give a wreck, since we can. Um, A new movie just dropped on Hulu. It's uh, an alien movie. It's called uh, No One's Going to Save You. I I watched it last night. Yeah. So good. So good. And not at all. I'm not going to spoil anything about it. It's not at all what you expect. Like, even a little bit. Like, it takes a turn very quickly and you're like holy shit it's very good i i want people to watch it it's it's so much fun and i've got a movie wreck oh oh um and um you in fact um after i watched it you went out and bought it um the blackening oh hilarious oh my god the blackening is not only absolutely hilarious but it's got some good tension moments in it yeah it's scary just the whole entire film. Oh my god! And the very final moment in the closing credits. Oh god! I'm glad I wasn't drinking anything. I know. I um, but this entire I loved the blackening so so much. It was it was a great film. Uh, highly 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 yes. recommend that one. Oh, also. top the top of top of the list. Yeah, like very much like. If you're going to watch, and I've been telling people, like, if you're going to watch a horror movie, like, for Halloween, and you haven't, one you haven't seen yet, make it the blackening. Because mm. you will, it's not super scary. It, it has its moments, but it's not super scary. 
but you will laugh your ass off. You'll be laughing your ass off, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good good call out. I like that. Yeah, I was impressed with that one a lot. Yeah. All righty, well, well, we will return <laughs> next time, folks. Uh, it's going to be a busy month for us in October. So always can, is. Yeah, always is. So we'll be back in October with all of the fun stuff we have lined up and Dick Shark. And, of course, Dick Shark. Yes. <laughs> All right, gang. Talk to y'all later.